Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on doing the word, living the word, and following the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. And so we are in the final aspect of uh, discipleship. And um, I don't want to stay here long. Uh, because I feel like if there is a need for more prayer conversation, I want to be able to give that to people. Um, but I do believe that today this is will give us a posture of, of where we need to be living right now. Um, as those are being made into disciples, uh, I feel in my spirit that if more of us would take ownership and responsibility for who we've been called to be as children and sons and daughters of God. If, if we have more disciples, that our presence in the earth would be more powerful. We have a lot of churchgoers, but we do not have a lot of disciples. And the reason I say that is because the call to the disciples was then to make disciples. It wasn't about just attending a good service, hearing a good word, but it was about replicating and living the word out loud, outwardly, like Jesus did. That wherever we go, we are influencing and affecting and commanding that things be different. Wherever Jesus went, things became different, radically different, transformative, that nothing could remain the same in the presence of Jesus. And so I believe that as we keep coming back here together week after week, his desire is that our presence, our commitment, to him and to the call of discipleship will allow us to be a powerful presence in our places of influence in our families and that in times like these people will call you because they know that there is a greater hope in you a greater answer in you that there is a peace in you and a and a place where they can lay their burdens down because it's easy to say, place your burdens at the feet of Jesus when you know how to. But when you don't know how, you need a representation of the God we speak of to be able to run to and say, hey, I need a place to lay this down. I need an ear to hear this pain. I need a heart to hold my heart. And so the roles of discipleship being disciples is more critical than ever. It is more critical than ever. We've got to take serious ownership and responsibility for our relationship with the Father. Not, not anyone else, our own relationship. We have to become responsible for it and steward it well, be committed to the word of God, committed to prayer committed to 
uh, community and, and, and staying in a place with the body where you can be sharpened so that when we go out into the world, we're effective. And so this last back aspect of make you is that Jesus is going to make you give. He's going to make you give. And there's four things that he's going to make you give. Number one, he's going to make you give your time. Number two, he's going to make you give your last. Number three, he's going to make you give your heart. And number four, he's going to make you give your life. He's going to make you give your time, give your last, give your heart, and give your life. I'm reminded of the disciples that later become apostles. And it makes me think of Stephen, who, not guilty, is stoned to death. But his life, his dedication, and his commitment to the Lord, that even in a death he did not deserve, a cruel death, he became and, and placed himself in a position to be um, a sacrifice. His life, the life of the apostles the, who were first disciples who became apostles, their life was a life of sacrifice, even unto death. Jesus's life was a life of sacrifice, even unto death. And that so many times we see things in the world and, and it, 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 it's mind boggling that someone would have to be a sacrifice for everyone else to pay attention. Mind boggling. And yet we who believe have a hard time being just a sacrifice that isn't even unto death. But being willing to give our time, to give our last, to give our hearts, and to give our lives completely over to Jesus. So that at any point when he needs us to rally, when he needs us to show up, when he needs us to speak up, we don't coward back. Because we don't want someone else to think differently of us. Or we don't want someone else to say something. Or we still want to fit in to the mold and the norms of society in the world. And so let's go to scripture today. We're gonna to start with give your heart. And I know we've had some very exciting moments and rah-rah moments, but today I, I feel that we need to be very sober-minded and really take in what God is saying and so Matthew 6 and 21, I'm going to read these scriptures today, and I want to read them out of the Amplified Version. And I'm going to start with 19, but we're going to highlight 21. Matthew 6, we'll start at the 19th verse. It says this, do not store up for yourselves material treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. 
but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21 is where we're going to land. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, that on which your life centers will also be. Jesus is going to, this is him speaking to the disciples. This is in the, 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 the middle of this, this Sermon on the Mount. This is before he tells us how to seek the kingdom. He talks us about these earthly treasures that we hold so valuable, these earthly treasures that we think are so precious. And, and, and I want to say this before we, we move. Anytime you have to give anything, it is, and you are unwilling, you need to check the condition of your heart. Giving is a heart issue. A cheerful giver exists because of the heart that they hold. If you are a hoarder, if you are stingy, if you can't be generous, it's a heart issue. And so often we don't deal with the heart issues that keep us from being able to be available, to, to give our last, to give our lives to give our hearts and to give our time because we are still in a place of selfishness and not selflessness. And so we talk about it's my time, it's my life, it's my last, it's my heart, but not when you say <laughs> my life is God's, it no longer is your life, your heart, your time. Now he, you have, you should have surrendered all these things over to him so that when he brings somebody or brings something for you to do the same, that you're willing to do it. And so for where your treasure is, that treasure is this storehouse in your mind of thoughts that you, the things that you have deemed as the most precious, the most important. He says, that shows me where your heart is. And your heart in this scripture are your is your character your feelings but it is also your thoughts so it goes to this it's trading over the soul for the spirit so the will the will of man is the is 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 the soul is 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 the will of man the mind the emotions and his will is the soul the three components of your soul your mind your will your emotions and if you think about the things that you in this moment in time the things that you've been treasuring, the things that you've been holding as the most important in the scheme of all that's happening right now, do those things even hold weight? Would those things that you treasure the most right now help anyone? What you deem is valuable, what you have deemed as worthy, what you have deemed as yours, it says those those things are going to go, they're going to, they're going to rust, they're going to destroy. But there's a treasure in heaven, right? And this is why when we pray to our Father, it says this, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are too earthly minded and we need to look at what is happening in heaven and how do we bring it here on earth. You know what, there's unity in heaven. How do we bring that to earth? 
There's no division in heaven. There's unity. There is a connectedness and a closeness with God in heaven. How do we bring that? There's consistent intercession happening in heaven by Jesus. How do we bring that? Because the truth of the matter is, when all this was happening, have you, have you been mad longer than you've been praying? Have you stopped to intercede for both families? The families of these cops that now have to face the, 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 the evil that their father is, their husband is, their partner is, and the Floyd family who had to watch continuously over and over this video of a horrific death of their loved one. Have you been praying for a world that is stirring and burning right now? Or have you just been so angry that you have not allowed king, the kingdom to come right in your life right now? That right now, we need prayer more than we need to be angry. <laughs> we need to intercede more than we need to keep talking about. We need to rally together more than we need to be apart. But what you treasure right now what's in your heart and the heart issues that you got to work out and work through. If not, they're not going to cause you to be able to give in the way that we need to give to others. Generously, openly, confidently, that we can be servants. A servant meets the need of a person before it's ever spoken. That's what a servant is. And there are needs that are being unspoken. How can we show up? Number two, let's go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. We're going to start at the 15th verse. We're going to go to the 21st verse. And it says this, when evening came, the disciples came to him and said, this is an isolated place and the hour is already late. Send the crowds away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. And Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, we have nothing here except five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up toward heaven, he blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the 12 baskets of leftover broken pieces. There are about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. Verse 16 says, but then Jesus said to them, you don't need them to go away. You give them something to eat. And in this scripture, we're talking about um, you give them the last. They wanted to send them away because there was nothing. And, and, Jesus, and they said, there's only this. And he says, well, give them the last. And the last became enough for everyone. He said, you give them something to eat. In this text, the word give here means you offer, you supply, you deliver. And it also means this, you commit. And what was their commitment? They were committing to feed the people. And yes, we see them feeding them naturally, but in that moment, they were also feeding them spiritually. We are called to feed as disciples. We have to offer 
offer a place. We have to supply the need. We have to, to, to deliver people. But it also means this. This word meet, give here also means to care. We're committing to feed because we care. We're committing to feed because we have, we want to supply a place for people to come to, to belong to, that there is, we become an offering, that we become the place that they feast in and feast on, that we are giving our last, knowing that our last will supply for all who come. Even in the Old Testament, the prophet told the widow, what's in your house? <laughs> she said, all I have is this is our last and then we're going to eat it. We're going to die. And he tells her what to do. And it multiplies so that they, it, they have everything they need. It says they paid off the debt, the, the, the credit they owed, and lived off the rest. Your last in the hands of God is more than enough. And your life is to be an offering of giving. Let's now go to, um, I want to talk about giving your time. Because what we see, I don't even have to give you any scripture. From in all the four gospels, from the moment that Matthew 419 began, come follow me and I will make you disciples. They never had their own time again. Ever. It belonged to Jesus. Where they went, when they slept, how they went, what time they went, how they got there, when they were going to get there, what they were going to eat, how they were going to sleep, who they were going to feed, who they were going to talk to. Their time was not their own. And so here's the definition of time time is a plan, time is a schedule. Time is the condition of life during a particular period. And time is one's lifetime. Time is a plan, it's a schedule. It's the conditions of life during a particular period and it is one's lifetime. Here's what you need to understand. The moment you accepted the gift of salvation, you began to understand that you now belonged to someone else and that there was going to be a, a, another way of walking, another way of living, another way of moving and being. And now when you accept the call into discipleship, you understand in a greater measure, your time is not your own, your lifetime, your plan, your schedule, the conditions of life, during not just a particular period, but every period, it belongs to him. And when he calls you, you need to give him your time. When he needs you, you need to be available. And when others need you, because if we look at this moment, there were 5,000 people that needed to be fed. And had they decided they wanted to have their own time and spend their time doing something else, they would have missed the moment to give and to see how God 
moves when we're willing to give our last. And then finally, go to, um, we just did give your, I talked about giving your time, giving your last, and now Matthew 16 and 24. it says this, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. Give your life. It says he must deny himself. It means to disown, to reject. It means refusing to recognize the original source. And lastly, it says to refuse to affirm or confess. But here's what it says, deny himself. So you're refusing to affirm or confess self. You are disowning and rejecting the want and need of self, This a self-serving a, a flesh-led, right, a, a, a human um, mindset that is all self-gratifying and refusing to recognize that you, you're not the source. <laughs> it doesn't begin with you and it doesn't end with you. But that now my life that I have to deny, the life that was, step into this new life I've been given and every day pick up this new life and follow after him denying what was I love how the amplified says um, setting aside selfish interest believing in him conforming to his example of living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me but it's a willingness to endure, guys, when we give our life, that whatever may come, I'm going to endure. Whatever is happening, I'm going to endure. Whatever I may feel, I'm still going to endure. That I set aside my selfish interest. I set aside um, the way I think it should be, the way I want it to be. And I lay that down for the will of God at every turn, as hard as that is sometimes. that I want to follow him. My wish is to follow him and follow him well. Because except if anybody wishes to follow me, I want to follow him well to the very end. That the well done is well served. And so this is the giving aspect. And the question you have to ask yourself, am I willing to give my time? Am I willing to give my last? If I'm willing to give my heart, and am I really willing to give my life? And hear, hear, hear me consistently, continually. Not a moment here, not a moment there. Consistently, continually. Can I commit my life, my heart, my time, my last?
have any questions, comments, or concerns. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the K-How Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.